When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. This is episode 46 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. D. Welch, Tyler Burnett. We're here to recap an Indiana Sprint Week that went right for Kevin Thomas Jr. and went wrong for many others, uh, including a tough night at Lincoln Park Speedway for Brady Bacon that probably cost him a Indiana Sprint Week championship. And then, of course, a tough night for Logan Seavey at Hobstadt, who went in with the points lead in the final night uh, on a rough racetrack after a bunch of rain. Uh, it was fun to watch, D. Welch. What did you think of Indiana Sprint Week? It was a, it was a good week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it always is. I mean, I love Sprint Week and uh, love the challenge it presents, you know, of, of having to be good throughout the entire week, you know, for, for seven straight nights of racing, uh, you know, at, at seven really completely different racetracks so um i've always always thought that was a super rewarding um accomplishment for the guys that are able to to win that championship and uh and now kt's done it twice you know and and he didn't didn't win any races but i think um i think that goes back to the point that it's about putting a whole seven week stretch of races together and if you can do that better than the rest and you don't win then um you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're still the champion. So um, I, I, I love it, love the challenge, and, and um, it was a lot of great racing this week. It was fun to watch. This is actually the fourth straight year that a non-winner won the Sprint Week Championship. It shows how much um, consistency matters in a seven-race stretch. Actually, KT was the last person to win Sprint Week while winning a race. So that was 2017. Um, was the last time anyone who, you know, won a race and also won the title during the week. Um, KT also was a three-time winner one of the years. Wasn't that 2013? Yeah, it was a year that I announced. Uh, Yeah, 2013, he was a three-time winner that week during Indiana Sprint Week. And Logan Seavey did the exact same thing um, this week without winning a championship. I mean, how impressed were you with Seavey's week? We had him on the podcast last week. I know Hobstadt's pretty much a different animal, and it's it's a wild card when you go in there. But he had a pretty dang good week in that five car. Yeah, he did. I mean, and, and you know, still is a guy that doesn't have a ton of non-wing sprint car experience. So, um, and again, to win at the places at, that he won at, 
um, you know, three different racetracks. So, um, super, you know, super impressive. And, and, and look, I mean, nobody's ever, nobody's ever denied that he's got talent. Right. I mean, I think that's been pretty obvious since he showed up on the scene, but, um, you know, just cool that he's getting an opportunity to, to, you know, be in a, in a competitive, you know, sprint car consistently, you know, night in and night out, you know, we kind of talked about that. Um, you know, he's not, uh, you know, obviously got the midget ride. He's got a good sprint car ride. He's starting to get his feet wet in the silver crown deal. So he's kind of becoming, um, you know, becoming a fixture on the USAC scene and, um, you know, kind of settling into his, his own little comfort zone and, and success, you know, success zone there. So, um, cool. You know, and it's, it, again, it's, it's amazing when you think back, um, you know, not only did he win three races and not win sprint week, KT did it, you know, in 13, two and, and had the same outcome. He didn't win the championship. So it's crazy when you think about a guy winning three of the seven races, um, and it's still not enough, but again, that's the, that's what makes sprint week, sprint week is, is, uh, you gotta be good for all seven. Kevin Thomas Jr. will be on the show today. He will join us from a Dick Sporting Goods parking lot um, ahead of Eastern Midget Week. Is that what they're calling this? Eastern Midget Week with the United States Auto Club National Midget Series uh, that is out in Pennsylvania. And they're getting ready to kick things off this week or tonight, actually, on uh, Flow Racing. Let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. I did get a um, hat shake from Jason this week. Um, you know, of course, Jason and Kim, great supporters of you and Zeb Wise and, um, you know, Cannon Posey and Christian Bruno. And, and um, those drivers are, um, you know, supported by Sun Dollar. And also we are supported by Sun Dollar. Um, it is a fire, mold, uh, water, restoration, damage, you know, your house, uh, commercial businesses, anything. They will fix it for you. Your insurance company will pay for it. They will get with them and kind of work things out uh, to do that. So it's sundollar.net is where you can find um, their the information for their website. His hat shake was actually Christian Bruno, who um, won the the micro sprint PA Speed Week um, this past what was it past week or two weeks ago. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure that you were out while I was trying to get you a ride for that, but I think you had to work or something. Uh, no, we had to go on vacation. Oh yeah. Vacation. Yeah. Let's, you could have went out there and won money, but you wouldn't spent money on vacation. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have won shit. I went out there and <laughs> raced not against those guys. <laughs> your, uh, your micro car owner, C bell went out there and won the, the Southern Illinois raceway, uh, deal, the 10 K to win. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was nice. Nice little payday for Christopher. Not as good as Larson's though. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> is Larson went to the Kings Royal $175,000, went to the Bahamas, spent it all, and then came back and won 50 grand in the late model race. Yep. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Just He's pretty good. He's not human. No. It's pretty it's pretty incredible. Now I'll probably go to Watkins Glen and win this weekend. Um, but yeah, so Kyle Larson won the Prairie Dirt Classic in the late models. Um, let's go through some of the other winners this week. Dylan Westbrook won Wednesday, the ASCS National Tour. Uh, we mentioned CV. We had him on for after his two wins, which was at Gas City. And where was his other win at? Lawrence. Before we, 
Oh, yeah. Gas City and Lawrenceburg. Thank you very much for that, D. Welch. Gas City and Lawrenceburg, and then he won at Terre Haute to make it three in a row. Um, Ryan Timms back to victory lane with the ASCS National Tour. I, my hat shake might go there. I mean, he's not even 16 years old go. yet, D. Welch, and he's, he's pretty impressive right now. Yeah, he, he is super impressive. And, um, you know, I think that uh, he's, you know, he's shown – and, you know, ASCS isn't admittedly the All-Stars or the World of Outlaws or, any, you know, anything like that. But, um, you know, he's a kid and he is, you know, waxing those guys. You know, I mean, he was the, – the speed week that they just had, you know, he was like – he had like one finish where he had a DNF or something or had a 15th. And I think every other race he was either first or second. You know, I mean, he was, it was amazing. So – and like you said, he's, you know, 15 years old or however. So, um you know, another one of those kids that, you know, I think people are aware of, but but maybe don't give him the respect that he deserves quite yet. And I think uh, I think people are, are starting to realize that, you know, he's the real deal. And obviously he's running a midget for Chad Boat and has been has been uh, good in that, too. So um, I think he's I think he's going to be competitive in a fixture for a while. No doubt about that. I think he'll be all right. There's no question. Uh, Tyler Courtney won at the Missouri State Fair Speedway. That's his seventh, I believe, all-star win of the year. Um, Tanner Thorson wins at Putnamville. What did you think of that? That was probably the biggest drama of the week uh, between, you know, he and Leary at Putnamville. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I mean, I don't think Tanner did anything wrong. Um, he never touched him. He never hit him. He just basically got beside him and made CJ mess up and – you know, CJ slid off the track. So um, I loved the passion and the fireworks afterwards. I thought that was was great. Um, you know, it got people talking and, and uh, you know, it was I, – I thought that part of it was, was fantastic. Um, you know, and CJ, you know, apologized the next night at Bloomington that, you know, he kind of had misjudged his uh, – you know, misjudged his position on it, but, um, but, you know, regardless, I mean, it's two guys going for a win, two guys who are obviously super passionate, super fiery, uh, guys that, that want to win. And, and so, um, you know, I like, I liked it. I liked that they were, you know, pissed off and want to kill each other. So I thought it was good. I asked Tanner <laughs> Hofstad, I said, have you ever had this many fans in your life? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, CJ just kind of got, you know, blasted on social media, you know, for the way he handled it. I mean, and he was, I mean, and he admitted, you know, he was, he was wrong, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Tanner is certainly uh, a pretty polarizing guy too. And uh, there was a lot more people on his side than there were on, uh, on CJ's side. So uh, it's funny how, how that uh, tide can shift. No doubt. Kerry uh, Madsen won the All-Star Circuit of Champions race at 34 Raceway. Um, he then, I think, went on to win at Knoxville as well. So a couple back-to-back -back wins for uh, the madman, Kerry Madsen and Tony Stewart Racing, who, uh, quite frankly, they, they struggled at the King's Royal. I think they tore up like three race cars at the King's Royal, but now they're back to uh, their winning ways here and kind of putting some things together. Brady Bacon won at Bloomington during Indiana Sprint Week. That was pretty dominating uh, by... Bacon, of course, I mentioned the night before at Putnamville, he, he couldn't even get the car fired off. Um, they tried to push it off before the feature started and 
Well, actually, it did get fired off once, and he was rolling around, and the thing just sounded sick. It was it was not good. And then, um, you know, they pulled it back into the pit area, looked it over, and then tried to pull it back out, and it didn't fire off. So that really, I think that really probably cost Bacon the Speed Week Championship, D. Welch, don't you think? It's just one part. I mean, we we yeah, see yeah. it all the time. Like, what was it? Jimmy Johnson like had a ten dollar part break at Dover that cost him a championship one year. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, the, again, that just goes back to. Our point, you know, you can't have bad nights, you know, you got, and even the nights that you are going to be, you know, are potentially going to be bad. You've got to find a way to make good out of them. So uh, in Brady, you know, didn't never even had a chance, obviously a putting in bill, but, um, but that's, that's why he lost. Um, Hobstock was a, a tough racetrack to pass too for both CV and Bacon who started at the back of the field and, um, you kind of went into the feature thinking KT had enough speed at Hobstadt to, to, to win the thing. And, and it was going to take a monumental task from Bacon and, and CV to drive up to the front and kind of get within position to, to beat KT. But uh, nonetheless, Max Stanball won an I-96 Speedway. He actually doubled up. He won with the fourth, the fast 410 Sprint Car Series and also the Great Lakes Super Sprints. So uh, congratulations to Mad Max. Scotty Field won with IRA at Langland County Speedway. Uh, Dominic Selzy continues to win. He won at Ocean Speedway with the Wing 360 Sprint Cars. Ransomville Speedway, Aaron Reitzel won with the Outlaws. And keep going down the list here. Cole Duncan, Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association, won at Atomic Speedway. Jacob Denny actually won twice this week with the USAC Speed 2 Midwest Thunder Midget Cars. Wow, I can't believe I even finished that sentence. Um, $10,000 $10, to Mark Dobmeyer at Husitz. Um, Dan McCarron won at Fremont Speedway. Congratulations uh, to him. And I believe why well, we mentioned Kerry Madsen. Oh, Geo. Geo won a 360 race at Knoxville. How about that, D. Welch? I saw that. Yep. Nice win for them. Ryan Timms, two wins over the past week. Brent Marks again, winner at Port Royal Speedway. It seems like Brent Marks got better when he when he got into his family car. Yeah, he's certainly been good. He's he's won a lot since he made that switch. David Gravel won at Weeds. We were mentioning before the podcast. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Pauly. G- what is it? Giovanni. Giovanni or something. Yeah. Pauly College Giovanni. You- That's my hat shake. <laughs> That's your hat shake this week. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. I mean, because it's like you know, we've had guys in the past, right? That are you know relative unknowns that you know, that sneak up and, and maybe steal, you know, an all-star win or, you know, an outlaw win or a USAC win or whatever. But it's like, and I know there's people from New York in that area that have heard of him, but the national audience are like, who the heck is this guy? You know, and he almost won the outlaw race, you know, almost beat Reitzel, um, you know, and, and then I loved his hair when he got out of the car. It looked like he just like held his head out the window, you know, and just had his hair all blown back and everything. Like it just was, it was so great. So I was, I was excited. It was cool. He looked like he raced with no helmet on and it was just, it was slick. That's what I mean. It's like, he looked like, like, he looked like the dude from the, he looked like the dude from the Incredibles. It has his hair just like blown straight back. He gave, he gave Reitzel a run for his money though. I mean, he was pretty much the only one. I know, it's so I mean, he almost won. All right, so Polly Polly gets D. Welch's Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week. 
Mine's going to Ryan Timms. I already mentioned it. Twice a winner. Um, he's won a bunch with ASCS this year. I have a feeling once he turns 16, we're going to see him on flow with the All-Stars, and um, he's going to be racing some with the World of Outlaws as well because, of course, the rule is 16 years old. Um, I guess ASCS lets you race when you're younger. So that's that's uh, good for his experience. But that car is fast right now, man. They, they are very, very good. And I, I mean – would it be a shock for him to go out there and compete pretty well in the 360 nationals? Uh, even, I don't even know if he's going out there, but it's, he probably is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, I think he's, I mean, he's proven he's, he's legit, you know I mean? It, it's certainly only going to get tougher from here. Um, you know, so he's going to have his work cut out for him, but I think the good thing is he's, he's young and he's having success. So he's only going to continue to learn and get better. So um, I think, I think, you know, people should be, should hop on the bandwagon if they're not already. We mentioned tonight it's Eastern Midget Week for the United States Auto Club. They are getting ready to go um, for a big week of racing. Let's go through um, the races real quick before we get on to Kevin Thomas Jr. tonight. It's at Grandview Speedway and then August 4th, which is tomorrow, at the Action Track USA in Cootstown, Pennsylvania. It's a cool racetrack. Bridgeport Speedway on August 5th, Bloomsburg Fair Raceway on August 6th, and then Lanco's Clyde Martin Memorial Speedway on August 7th to end uh, the week. We are going to be having a live loud pedal podcast, and D. Welch, I think you're going to be there, right, for the Hoosier Classic? Are you going to end up coming out to IRP and hanging out with me or what? Yeah, I'll be there. I don't know exactly what time yet, but I'll definitely be there after the Xfinity race. All right, we'll have to figure that out, but... The plan right now is to have a live loud pedal podcast at the Hoosier Classic. So we're looking forward to that. That's coming uh, next week. Until then, let's talk to Kevin Thomas Jr. This is episode 46 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Our presenting sponsor of the Loud Pedal Podcast, it's Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck, Jeep, I'm getting ready to get me a Jeep, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Jeep Auto a and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's Quick Pits. Gentlemen, start your engines. The race cars too are historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC good car racing. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. We promised you the Indiana Sprint Week champion, Kevin Thomas Jr. He just walked out of a Dick's Sporting Goods, bought him a new golf hat. Uh, I guess let's start with what's your handicap? I saw you were playing a little bit during Indiana Sprint Week. Uh, are you are you pretty good golfer or um, or do you get beat a lot? No, no, I don't get beat a lot. But handicap's <laughs> like a six, five some days. Oh, I've bad. golfed with, I've golfed with him, Ty. He's pretty damn good golfer. Dylan, you're a terrible golfer, like one of the worst golfers I've ever seen. And KT can probably attest to that because he has played with me, and I'm not very good. <laughs> I, I'm not going to speak ill of 
golfer. Golf's hard. Golf's hard. You got to work is. at it like every day. I don't judge people on their golf game because it's a pain. <laughs> it really is one of the hardest sports there is. Um, Indiana Sprint Week's tough too. Uh, putting set, putting together seven straight nights. Um, I know this is. I think I was reading Richie's article. This is the fourth straight year that no one won. You know, the winner of the series didn't win a race uh, during the year. I mean, how would you describe just the the grueling, you know, nature of the week and and how tough it is to put it all together? I mean, it is tough. Uh, you know, it's, you know, people get like all weird about like uh, not winning a race but winning the points, but it's all about being consistent. You know, and it's, I mean, the way USTAC's format is, you know, with, you know, if you go quick time, you start six. It's hard to win a race from six with the, the amount of guys that we have that are that are good. So, uh, you know, you go out and you qualify well and, and you start, you know, in third row, it's, it's tough to win. So, but that also rewards points. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. If you want to go out there and win races, you know, it's probably best you qualify seventh or eighth, start on the front row and, and win the race. But, um, you know, it's tough to go out there and get the right pill draw, get the right track conditions, uh, get the right heat race. Um, all that kind of just plays into what adds up over the course of the week. And, uh, you know, and it's just got to go your way. And this, this week did go our way. We really weren't that good, but we had some unfortunate circumstances on other people. We, uh, had some of our own and battled back from it. Uh, Terre Haute got a flat right front where I thought we were going to have a good opportunity to win the race and had to go to the tail. And it's uh, it takes a lot of preparation on your team's end. It takes a lot of mental preparation on the driver's end. And then you also have to have things go your way. So it's uh, it's a lot of stars that have to line up. But, um, you know, I'm just glad we did it. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because you, you've had sprint weeks where you've won, what, three or four races in a row the one year in, in 13 with Dutch's car, and then you didn't win the sprint week championship. You have years where you don't win any races during sprint week and you win the championship. So how how do you, like, how do you just keep your composure during that week and just kind of tell yourself and remind yourself that, you know, you just kind of have to do your own thing and, and just let everything else take care of itself? uh growing older as a driver um you know obviously i am very ramped up in whatever it is i do it does, doesn't really matter but um mm -hmm. you know just just staying true to the goal and and whenever your goal is to win races you know sometimes you put yourselves in bad spots and things like that because you're trying too hard and then sometimes it just flows um but like you said earlier, like I've had weeks where I've, I've won all the races and not the championship because I put myself in a bad spot. You know, I took my own self out of contention. And this week, um, I don't know. It's just I felt a little more in control than the normal of circumstances, really. And, uh, you know, I was able to put myself in good positions. Now, I wasn't spectacular. And there's some people that, you know, or throwing a fit over, oh, he wasn't even in contention. I'm like, well, I mean, I, I feel like I could have been a couple nights, even the last night, but I'm not going to push it and take myself out. Uh, you know, say Justin, you know, Justin's having a tough week. 
he's going to be elbows up for 30 laps. And whenever we get to racing on the track conditions that we had and the circumstances of his week, I'm not going to put my nose up underneath him and, you know, cost myself the week because that was the goal. Now, now that spring week's over, now it's time to win damn races again. But during that time, man, you get the points, you're having a good night. The people that you're in the sprint week battle with are starting in the back. The people that you're in a national battle with are starting in the back with Brady. Get all you can get. Don't hurt yourself for no reason. And, you know, I think once I got that through my own head, I felt like I was more in control of what could happen than normal. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, you mentioned the, the track conditions at Hobbs spot. Um, I cannot believe they got that track ready to go. I mean, that was a lot of freaking rain uh, before that thing happened. It was extremely narrow. I've never even seen it curb up like that before. Have you? Uh, not necessarily like that. I've seen a curb there before, but not uh, to that extent where it gets choppy. I've never seen Hobstock with a hole ever. Um, and for them to get that race in was pretty remarkable. Um, you know, you got to give it up to those guys because they're probably one of very, very few that uh, could pull that off and, and give us something that's worth racing on. You know, it wasn't even really that bad of a race. You know, I didn't think it was bad at all for my seat, but like even watching the video, um, you know, there was still good racing going on. The heat races were good. It wasn't, it wasn't a shit show. And, you know, you just got to, you got to pat those guys on the back because it could have very easily been. And, uh, you know, they did everything they could do and they gave us a track that was worthwhile on, you know, racing wise, you know, for our time and their time as well. And the fans time. Um, they did a good job, so I was I was pretty pleased with it, honestly. You talk about what a grueling week it is and what a tough week it is. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the first Sprint Week championship you, you won was in your own car, right? It was in the 9K. And this yep. one, obviously, was in the 9K, your own car. So what's the, what's the sense of satisfaction that comes along with the guy who's run four different teams and owners in the past? What's the sense of satisfaction that comes with having success in this sense in your own car? A, a ton. You know, it's almost, there's just so much that goes into it. And whenever you're just driving a race car, you don't, some, sometimes you don't necessarily see those things. Um, whenever you just, you show up to the track, you drive the race car and you leave, you may have success, but I don't think you appreciate it as much. And, you know, I see the work that my guys put in, the work I put in, the work my wife puts in, work my parents put in all my sponsors you know the ronald mcdonald house dr pepper mcdonald's what they do behind the scenes you know to make it easier for us and whenever you see all all the little bitty aspects of a race team kind of come together um it just makes it a little bit more special you know it's more stressful i feel like at times because you know what money's in the bank you know what's being spent you know everything but at the grand scheme of things whenever you do know all those things i feel like you appreciate it more whenever you do have success or or whatever it is in anything that you're really doing not even just a race team but it's it, it's pretty special for for me personally for my dad my parents my wife you know they all put a lot of effort into it um on some the financial side some the, the mental side 
Um, you know, Whitney dealing with me all the dang time, just keeping my head on straight. Cause as much as I want to say I'm mentally strong, you know, it's like sometimes not always. And, you know, just seeing all those things finally come together and especially after the last couple of years that we've had, um, you know, I really, I enjoy seeing that part of it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it brings a whole new light of respect towards what we're doing for me. I think one of my favorite um, tweets of the week was about you welcoming Logan CV to the, the, the three-time winner club. You said, well, welcome to the club, Logan CV. We play bingo every Tuesday at the Legion. See you there. Um, he had a huge week. I mean, how impressed were you with, with the way he performed this week? Uh, I know, I know Logan's talented, you know, and there's no doubt about that, you know, but that's tough to do. I don't care, give a shit how talented you are, you know, to have all those things. Like I said earlier, you know, you got to have a fast race car one, but you also got to have things go your way and you can see how fast they can go your way and how fast they can go the other direction with his heat race at, at Hopstad. So, um, it's impressive to win three nights in a row, one as a driver, two as, as the crew, you know, Derek and the guys over there at Baldwin's, you got to prepare a car that's basically got to run 150 laps straight without a problem. And, um, with no incidents, no issues and heat races, nothing, you know, set himself up good for the feature and then uh, had a good race car and all the features on three different styles of racetracks. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big team team deal right there. You know, you got to have a good race car driver, but you also got to have the rest of it. And, uh, you know, they got that. So, you know, I was, I was pretty proud of them for that. And, uh, you know, I don't like seeing no matter who it is, you know, I don't really like seeing whenever your name's the last person to do something, somebody else does it. Cause then it kind of erases what you've done. But, you know, if it was anybody, there's a few people that I don't, mind it from logan's one of them so uh you know he's a good he's a good kid and um you know he puts on a lot of sunblock when he goes floating and you know doesn't get sunburned very responsible so he's a good dude so now we're getting ready to uh kick off another you know week of of racing with the midgets in pennsylvania um so going back to back having a week like sprint week and then you turn right around and have another week like this uh, what's the challenge like that for drivers, crews, team? I mean, you know, the guys that travel up and down the road, you know, how difficult is that to have just two days off basically and then you're back at it for five straight nights? Um, for me personally, I don't feel like it's awful um, because during sprint week, my guys take care of it and I ain't going to lie. You know, I can get in there and work on it, but they, they took the responsibility upon themselves and and just told me to just handle what I need to handle, show up fresh and ready to go. So sprint week really wasn't hard on me. Um, and this week isn't really either. Um, just because I have a good, I have a good team, you know, on, on both sides, you know, Terry and, and Scott, they, uh, they got good crew members behind them and, you know, they take care of it for me, you know, and that's, that's a luxury I do have, you know, they're at the racetrack right now, you know, working their tails off and I'm buying golf hats of dicks, you know, so it's, they make my life a lot easier. So I don't think it's, it's awful for the race car driver. There's some people that 
bitch about it because they're gone or whatever. But, I mean, we all signed up for it. So I don't really know what else to tell you. You know, it's the life that we chose. And I enjoy it. You know, I'm away from my dogs and my wife. And and I miss out on some things. But, um, you know, I also see a lot of cool things. I get to drive race cars for a living. And um, there ain't really a whole lot to, to be upset about or tired about you know there's there's other people that work way harder than i do so uh for me to sit here and and say that it's hard it's not that hard it's just hop in a race car drive it do your job and try not to make an ass of yourself which i struggle with sometimes <laughs> do you think that the indiana sprint week championship was won at Terre Haute? um you know you got you got a flat right rear was it a right rear um and then you drove back through the field and finished seventh i mean i feel like that was that was probably the most important race of the week don't you think yeah so at gas city i thought i lost it i thought that was done as consistent as brady was and you know that was logan's first win i didn't know he was going to roll off three in a row but as consistent as brady normally is i was like shit that's done you know we're you ain't going to battle back from that because he ain't going to run outside the top four or five maybe and then uh then putnamville happened um so i think Terre Haute saved my ass honestly yes uh just having that good of a race car to be able to come back on on a track where a lot of lanes were clogged you know that the bottom lane was clogged top lane was clogged you know if you want to slide people you really couldn't it was a kind of a tough place to pass at that day so I feel like having that good of a race car and getting ourselves back up inside the, the top seven really, you know, kind of set the tone for the rest of the week. Yeah, because we, we didn't start off the week very good, you know, and then we, we had that happen and we battled back from adversity and we knew we had a fast race car. We just had to do our jobs and it handle itself. So, um, and we really didn't even hit it the next couple nights, you know, Putnamville I ran fourth wasn't really even that good. Um, same thing at Bloomington. Normally we're way better than that. Just didn't really have the speed that we normally had. Just missed it really all night. You know, qualifying, I felt goofy. Heat race, I felt okay. Um, but we have a good enough car and our, our window of mistake is much smaller now. And whenever we're not performing at our best and we're running fourth i feel like we have a good shot to, to do whatever it is we need to do so um you know i, I really think Terre Haute was the turning point of our week so it just uh it just got us focused got us going and uh, and it just it saved us honestly i feel like 100 percent well and I, you kind of answered my my question sorry ty you kind of answered my question kt but like as somebody who's done this as long as you have like you know, and we ask guys this all the time and they're like, well, you know, you just, you put what you put a bad week or, you know, bad race behind you. You just focus on the next one. You don't worry about it. But like having a race like that, you know, at Terre Haute where, you know, you, you, it could have potentially gone bad and it, it didn't go as bad as it could have gone. Um, I mean, what does that do like mentally just, and not even like, you know, for a, a champ, like a long-term championship run, but just over the course of this mini week series, like how much really does that impact morale if you know what i mean so you get it i feel like a lot uh 
me personally, I don't know. Like, I, on a driver's side, you know, now I wear many hats over there on my team. But end of the day, when I sign in for pit passes, you know, I'm just the driver. You know, I'm, I'm not really worried about the rest of it. We'll figure it out tomorrow. But as a me, it, it, it was kind of satisfying to know that I can handle things in a calm manner. And then also on the team side, it kind of gives them a little bit of a more or less motivation. Like I know what we can do and we're having things go against us. We got to work just a little bit harder to prepare for if something else goes wrong. So it's a little bit of motivation on, on everybody's end, I believe. And, and I like that, you know, I love motivation of, of any sorts. Like if you talk shit to me, I love it. You tell me I can't do something. I, I love that, that part of any sport, really, whether it's football, baseball, racing, hockey, I don't care. I, I like that part, but, uh, some people aren't always like that. And, you know, I got a good team around me and they are a little bit like that. You know, you, you get set back. They, they come out firing more than what they used to. You know, I've known AJ since he was, you know, 13 years old. He's pretty, he's grown into a pretty fiery human whenever it comes to adversity and setbacks like that. Obviously, Davey, you know, he's been through, you know, the realm of it all. Uh, and then Anton is a new asset to the team and um, he handles it pretty well. It is satisfying on my end as somebody that's other than Davey, somebody that's kind of taught these guys how to handle things like that. Even I, even though I sometimes don't handle them the best in the world, it's it's very um, it's almost like a pat on my own back without doing it to just know that you've assembled crew members and in a team that can handle certain situations like that. So, you know, I, I love it. And I'm proud of my guys for handling it the way they did too. Cool. What does it mean to be the, the second Kevin Thomas to be a two time Indiana sprint week champion? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You're my dad. dad's pretty good. I, <laughs> I got a couple of dads there at the racetrack the other night. Um, it's pretty cool. Like I have that trophy, you know, and, and it's at the house right now and they're going to let me keep it for a little bit. It's not only the second Kevin Thomas, but just also seeing some of the names on there. You're just like, oh, them dudes are sitting in my living room right now, which it's kind of, it's cool, man. It's just, just looking at all the, all the names that are on it. And obviously, you know, my, my non biological dad being on there four times, I believe. Uh, you know, it's pretty neat. And to have him, he comes down to our pit. Like, it's kind of a cool experience, honestly. You know, we embrace it. And, you know, there's times where we'd be walking together. I want to say it happened to Terre Haute even. Um, somebody said something about father-son, and we just go along with it. And uh, somebody just made a comment as we were walking by. and uh, He embraces it. I embrace it. So it's it's funny. I, you know, I, I, like, I like Kevin a lot. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty cool to have those guys around, and you know, even Stambro. Like Stambro comes down to the pit and was uh, sitting in the chair at, at after Hobsod. So it's having some of the older guys that uh, were my, you know, short-term heroes. I didn't know them for a long time, but you know, the guys I looked up to whenever I was coming up, 
and trying to learn how to race, you know, come down and congratulate you and just be around you. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Have you, um, or do you get to keep both the chairs? I mean, I know there's, there's car owners sometimes get them and stuff like that. I mean, you've been the car owner for both of them. Do you have both of them now? Uh, yeah, they're both sitting in the living room, just hanging out. One for so you and Whitney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get to sit there and drink coffee in the mornings and watch the news like old people. <laughs> I even put it I on think, the front think... porch, just, just watch everybody ride by. Yeah, just watch the neighborhood. <laughs> I think it was funny when uh, USAC tweeted out the picture of the trophy at the beginning of the week and and like people from the hockey world were chiming in because it looks like the Stanley Cup almost. Yeah, yeah, people don't know when to stop. <coughs> like USAC's trying to, that thing's been around forever. Like people love to just throw their two cents and Every, I think everybody's got about 10 cents worth these days. You know, they just keep throwing in everything that they want. And it's, uh, I don't know. I I mean, there's a resemblance, but I like the trophy. It looks cool. It does look cool. And it looks better in your living room, too. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it looks nice in my living room. I tried to, I didn't do it very well. And I'm not very good at, like, being uh, witty or whatever. I tried to do like one of those Tom Brady things when they were walking down the tarmac with the trophy. It didn't really work out that well. I ended up playing like some Cardi B song, like a jackass. <laughs> All right. Well, I watched it the good next luck this week. That's not important. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. All right. We'll get your midget to the front this week. Um, it's a big week for midget racing. Yeah, I know you and the Petrie boys are going to get at it. I mean, the midget series right now, it's just top to bottom. It's just ridiculously tough to, to even finish in the top five. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's to like you, you can have a bad night and run 12, you know, and it's it's pretty impressive how, how much talent these, these kids have. You know, they, they gas it, you know. And that's, that's just the name of the game uh, with these things. You know, you just got to be aggressive, and, and they are. So, you know, we're going to have to try to top them a couple times this week and, you know, put ourselves in contention to win. And I know we got a good fast race car. We just got to do it. All right, bud. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. All right, bud. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. See you, KT.